Hello. Welcome to another episode of CXO Talk. This is episode number 32. I'm Michael Krigsman, and I'm here, as always, with my lovely and delightful host, Mr. Vala Offshore. Vala? <laughs> Thank you very much. Good seeing you. And we have a very interesting guest today, Mark Tuitu, who is the CIO of the wonderful city of San Francisco. Mark, how are you? Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm, uh, I'm fantastic. I'm in San Francisco. How else could it be? <laughs> you know, I, I'm in Boston. I love San Francisco. San Francisco is great. Well, you know, I was, I was in Paris, then Philadelphia, not too far from Boston, and San Francisco. So, you know, the benchmark is, uh, is, is tough. You know, Paris, San Francisco, Philadelphia. <laughs> well, you have, a, you have a great city. So, shall we, shall we just dive in? Yeah, please. Ready? Please. Ready to roll? We have an incredible guest, so let's, let's rock let's, and roll. Let's rock and roll. Okay. Um, Mark, tell us uh, some, something about uh, the background of, uh, about the city of San Francisco and the role of IT and your personal background, just, just briefly to set the stage. All right. So, so you, you, you cut me when I consume enough seconds. But uh, so uh, uh, Mark Tuitu, um, born and raised in Paris. Um, Moved to uh, to Philadelphia, stayed there ten years. Uh, worked uh, the last thirty years of my life in the uh, private sector, mainly in the uh, super high tech industry, semiconductors. And uh, I moved to San Francisco uh, in July last year, um, and uh, and I fell in love with uh, San Francisco and uh, decided that I would uh, I could probably uh, leverage my uh, my experience in the private sector and try to do some good in San Francisco. That was my um, setting the stage uh, thing. So, I mean, many would argue that San Francisco is one of the most technologically advanced cities, not just in the US, but in the world. How does that, how does that pressure impact IT and, and the role of the CIO and, and, and your organization? Uh, that's... It sounds like it's, it sounds like an easy one. That's, <laughs> but since we've established that you're the evil one, uh, Vala. Thank you for then, that. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Loaded question. Uh, what what makes it true is not necessarily the things you know the, on the technology. It's the uh, for me, it's more the brains, the culture, the, uh, the the spirit of people here. That's why when you think of San Francisco, you think of you know. Cisco, Oracle, Square, Twitter, Salesforce.com, and many, many, many more. It's the it's the bed and the coalition of uh, of, of brains that mm. create the innovation. After that, the technology innovation. You can you can debate you know which one is the most uh, advanced in the world. But we, I think that we strive to uh, to lead with the ideas and the the execution. That, that go with it, and that's the tough part, by the way. So, but. so you you talk about innovation and the innovation in the surrounding culture and environment of San Francisco, and so obviously then that somehow bleeds through in what you're trying to do with IT within the city. Yes, in fact, if you see the, uh, you know, one of the things that really was refreshing for me when I arrived was you. You, you get an idea in San Francisco, you, you, you pitch it, and then immediately you've got, instead of, yeah, but, or, ooh, you, know, you have people <laughs> like, oh, yes, and we could also do this. And then you have people like immediately, you know, uh, there's a magnet, which is the idea, and then you've got like a uh, flurry of people around that that starts building onto it to make it, you know, uh, come to fruition. So uh, that's that's the spirit we try to preserve and and uh, and enhance in, in the city. Uh, is, it, is it fair to assume that that that's that's easier for you to hire talent into uh, your organization, given the fact you're surrounded by some of the best and brightest, or is there a pressure there always trying to recruit some of your best and brightest in the startup community or the established organizations around San Francisco? Well, let's give it a shot. Uh, we we have a um, we have a social media guru 
position in San Francisco here, Vala, and uh, I think that uh, it would be great to have you. Wow. Oh, yeah. We are San Francisco. Wow, this this is a there, first, Michael. So a job I, offer, a bona fide, <laughs> a bona fide job offer to be a social media but, guru. But to uh, but to answer your question more precisely, um, no, it is a challenge because yeah. uh, everybody wants to be in San Francisco because San Francisco is cool and everything's possible. And uh, but in fact, you are competing with the the nastiest of all, the cool companies that decided to have their headquarters in San Francisco. So it's a, uh, um, you know, I would say working for San Francisco is, is a little bit like, uh, you know, some of those, you know, magic professions like being a nurse or it's not, you, you don't do that because, you know, it's going to be, that's what you decide to do because you want to do good there. Uh, but make no mistake, we're, we're currently hiring the city of San Francisco, the Department of Technology, is hiring at least 40 people right now. Wow. And uh, we, uh, we would love to attract uh, more talent and attract it fast. Um, but I'd be lying to say that the, comp the, the competition is, uh, is not fierce. It is because uh, the, same, the same talent that would want to work with, with us, uh, you know, have the opportunity to work with uh, the, the Twitter just across my office or uh, Salesforce.com or other even startup companies. So it's tough. It's tough, but we, we have competitive advantages that we, we try to leverage. So, so you're an incredibly social CIO, not just in government, st state, local, but across all industries from what I can see uh, as, I, as, I, as, I, as I actively participate in social. You have 40 open positions. I'm wondering, do you use, and I think I know the answer, do you leverage social media to, to, to recruit uh, the top talent for your, for your team? Well, I'll tell you, we, um, we're extremely um, structural on the social media approach. I will love to tell you more about that. Sure. Um, we are now trying to uh, uh, cross-fertilize uh, other agencies within the city to fully leverage the power of, uh, of social media channels to get more, um, to get faster recruit. Uh, and uh, we're not completely there, but we're making strong progress. And yes, we use all the channels that we can, but we're not satisfied, and neither should we, because the day we're satisfied is like, okay, we start being complacent, and uh, we don't want to do that. We want more, and we want, we want better. So we'll, we'll keep accelerating in that direction. But yes, we, we're going to leverage the, uh, the LinkedIn, the uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, uh, and other, uh, other channels to see, uh, to see how we can convince more talent to join fast. Mark, I'm having very strange sensations at the moment <laughs> hearing somebody from government IT using words like speed, innovation, not being complacent. I, mean, I love that. Right? It's, I love uh, that. <laughs> this is very unusual. But I, you should expect that from a leader in San Francisco. I, you know, I think I'm accustomed to not expecting it from government at all. And oh, you, you guys are bad. So you, <laughs> you're, you're saying that, uh, you know, you were expected, I should say, uh, we're, we're slow and uh, ineffective and dumb? No, no not no, quite it, like that. No, uh, actually, we had, we had <laughs> Casey Coleman, yes, Casey. phenomenal CIO of GSA. Yes, CIO and of GSA. And she and yourself are very like-minded. but. Again, speed, collaboration, innovation, attracting talent, using unconventional methods of recruiting. That you're in the one percent. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's a, let, let's let's call that the. Uh, you know, if you if you in my previous uh, assignment, the, the last uh, ten years in uh, in semicon, my motto, which you know, sometimes you get a motto because it's cool, and then you get another <laughs> one. Mine mine was the same, and it's still the same now. It's simplify accelerate. That's it. So if you can do just that, well, you, you're, I'm not saying you're done, but you've done a lot already. Simplify, accelerate, whether it's business processes or whether it's uh, to, to unlock the things that are locked, glued to the floor. This is, this is what change agents are supposed to do. This is what you bring. So you see yourself as a, as a change agent. Is that how you see your role? Uh, 
I'm not sure if this is what defines me, but absolutely, it's part of the it's part of the mission. Hmm. How, how, how do you? You know, I ha I have to assume that the, that you're introducing uh, when you, when you talk about innovation and talk about speed, that introduces a shift from the traditional culture, both in IT. I mean, I I love CIOs and we talk with CIOs all the time, but in general, IT is not seen as a bastion of of speed by many people, and I know I'm going to get bows and arrows for saying that, let alone in the government. No, no you're right. No, so, you're right. And uh, this is, well, you, uh, no, you put the finger on the, uh, yeah, the painful uh, point. Um, it is not a, yeah, spe speed is an issue, uh, has been an issue, is an issue, and probably uh, will be an issue, but we can, we, we have to strive to, uh, I, it is not an option to say, well, it is what it is, and it's going to be like that forever. No, you, you have to bring the value, and IT is an enabler. It has been an enabler in business in the private sector forever, and some CIOs in the private sector were not able to do that, and some others were more successful, but it's the exact same thing in government. Mm -hmm. The business processes, uh, we, we all have to have uh, the business processes with... Uh, uh, efficiency and cost-effective. Uh, so we are doing uh, very exciting things. So part of the change management is to spread the word, be a great marketing uh, person. You know, every CIO is a chief marketing, the chief sales guy. Mm -hmm. So we're doing so cool, so cool things in San Francisco. Then the uh, you you might be the chief enthusiasm officer. Because that's uh, <laughs> that's what works. People say like, "Oh, we can." Of course, we can. Not only we can, but we we are doing it. And then when you say, "And we've done it," then people say, "Let's do it again." And then you ignite some kind of uh, energy that that people want to have. I mean, you go to work, you want know, to be, you want to do cool things. Right. So, so it's uh, that's the easy part to get them, you know, enthused. After that, you need to put the means in front of your people to help them you know, execute the things that uh, make them happy. Right. So I would, I would imagine that, um, unlike the private sector, unless you're speaking about a large enterprise, that there's an element of decentralization in a city where you have different stakeholders, different skill set, different cultures and, and, and end state in mind. How, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if, is there an element of decentralization that would challenge a CIO that would, uh, in your role versus one in, a, in the private sector? It's the exact same problem. Uh, I've worked in both. I've worked in uh, top-down, centralized uh, organization, geographically dispersed. I've mm -hmm. worked in a, a distributed organization. Uh, it's the same issue. You've got divisional CIOs. You've got the uh, you know the shadow IT. You've got the this, this exists everywhere. So what you know when you are in a company that has you know twelve different business units, every business unit is different. Well, guess what? You know I work for San Francisco. Uh, we have a chairman of the board and then uh, fifty CEOs. And uh, the CEO of SFPD doesn't have the same needs as the CEO of uh, Muni or the airport. Or the museum. Every agency has specific needs that should be taken care of specifically. But we also have commonalities. We have things in, you know, to shared assets that we should leverage. Because email is email, whether you are in a Muni or a SFO. Right. So, so is this? A, do you have a steering committee that tries to harmonize the different needs of the various? Uh, stakeholders that, that you have to serve. How do you prioritize your initiatives when you have so many different organizations that, 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 that are looking for you to advance them into this digital world that we live in? 
And Michael, I thought we had agreed that you would you would not put like seven questions in one sentence. You know? uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And and you know the great thing about this is not everybody in the audience realizes that the the the, the primary reason behind CXO talk, which Mark does appreciate by the way, is to find ways of taunting Vala. I mean, why would we be doing this otherwise? Uh, one question at a time. Sorry. So. Um, can you repeat the question, Vala? Yeah, Vala. Just, <laughs> just, just prioritizing your roadmap. <laughs> no, first of all, your, your question about governance, yeah, we do, we do have uh, uh, COIT, the uh, Committee for IT, and uh, made of uh, uh, five permanent members and representation from all the critical agencies of the city. And we, uh, we strive to identify the, uh, the, the common, uh, common assets, common processes. Um, it's, it is difficult, as it, you know, it, it's not specific to San Francisco, it's, it's always difficult. Right. So we have different uh, governance uh, entities, uh, and the, um, the one that we're trying to leverage uh, first is the, uh, the Committee for IT that meets once a month. But we, depending on the topic, we, uh, uh, we try to uh, you know, uh, snap the, uh, the relevant players and, and put them together, whether it's on architecture, Right. Or uh, you know, uh, project office uh, things like that. So it it is complicated, um, and uh, the key to prioritize is to uh, you know I I don't want I don't want to bore anyone with the uh, ISO layers or things like that. But fixing the fundamentals is what's important. So bringing bringing the the city together on uh, on the most critical infrastructure. That's uh, that I think is the uh, the right path. How do you how do you actually go about doing that? I mean, you started to talk a, a little bit about it, but with such a diverse constituency, it seems like it would be very difficult difficult to actually get anything accomplished, let alone do it quickly, like you're trying to do. I think this is what motivates IT and 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 Mark to be social and collaborative. You almost have to demonstrate constant level of interest. To be able to juggle all the various, I don't want to answer for yeah. you, but, but <laughs> right. But how do you do it in the face of stakeholders who are, you know, attached to existing ways right. of right. doing things, and that becomes resistance or drag or an obstacle sure. to innovation? Resistance, yeah. Hmm. Um, well, everybody encounters resistance within his or her own shop or across departments. That is, that is also normal. When you talk about uh, change agent, uh, change of tone, uh, change of approach, I can tell you that there are even some of the power of words. You know, when I go visit my peers, the other agency directors, and I said, hey, uh, you know, I consider all of you uh, as CEO of the, your own business unit, you're my customer. It's like, customer? It's, it mm -hmm. seems to be, you know, yes. You know, some people say, no, they're not your customers. They're like, yes, they are. And then you start. You, you need to treat people like customers, understand their business goals. What is it trying to achieve? Why? And can you help? SFO, you know, SFPD, MTA, uh, you know, all of them. And they all have different needs with different priorities. And then uh, that changes the tone a little bit. But and, and when you encounter resistance, which is classic, uh, Try. I try to appeal to the you know the principles, and and the greater good, uh, you know fiscal responsibility, efficient government, uh, and the critical needs that we all share, like you know disaster recovery or you know business continuity, and um, you'd be surprised. You know uh, the the people in San Francisco are fantastic people, and even when they are tempted, which is a human, to resist, if you go at it and if you you have you be you need to be persistent, uh, but they I, I've seen I've seen a, a few key players already in the five months that I've been here say like you know what Mark this is a it's a good idea we haven't done that uh, like that before but let's give it a shot and then I'm not saying it's going to be an easy ride but it's a start you know you you need to you know pick up that flag you know carry the flag wear the suit and then. Continue being uh, giving those words, and that's applicable in the private sector as well. 
Oh, I trust. Trust. Trust is a key point, I would imagine. Absolutely. I had, uh, I had just, uh, I, I believe it was a video, and I had just read uh, you talking about, uh, you know, some key initiatives in 2014. Uh, talked about, you know, new email migration or email system, data center migration. Talked about business continuity and disaster recovery initiatives. But another initiative that was really interesting was providing Wi-Fi wireless access through the city. And, and I know Michael and I are planning to be at Salesforce.com Dreamforce event. And there are expectations of over 100,000 people attending this technology conference. Um, can you talk a little bit about the Wi-Fi initiative throughout San Francisco? Because I think uh, you know, San Francisco will certainly be one of the cities that are going to lead the, lead the innovation in, in this space. And all the other cities will surely follow. Uh, <laughs> so you one question, <laughs> long question, long, 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 long. one question. Michael, we'll we'll have to do a postmortem after that. Okay. Um, Sounds, I love it, love it. Um, so you talked about business continuity, critical goals of San Francisco, address the uh, the mail migration, have San Francisco on the same mail platform, clouded. Uh, which provides also the uh, not only a modern platform, but also uh, the uh, disaster recovery and business continuity embedded into it because it's a cloud solution. Right. Um, we're talking about sharing our assets, and we have uh, data centers and private clouds uh, at uh, DEM, the Department of Emergency Management, and SFO, our airport, and our uh, our data center in in San Francisco, and we are increasingly uh, gathering, serving the needs of different agencies uh, in those data centers. We're also uh, mirroring mission critical applications to the state data center. Uh, that's we'll discuss that more on our partnership with the state. Um, and then uh, on on, on Wi-Fi, um, you know that we discussed uh, recently the uh, we we jump started an initiative uh, to Wi-Fi. Uh, 31 of our 200 gorgeous parks in, in the city wow. and um, we uh, so that that started with uh, you know with a gift from the private sector and then uh, the Department of Technology is going to uh, be the uh, the um, general contractor if you want or uh, doing this this is a this is a very important topic because uh, you know Wi-Fi people might think Oh yeah, well you know that's the new hype thing, or it's a gadget, or a nice to have. It's not. Uh, you being you, I assume that you know that. But just in case for uh, our audience, uh, I have to say, uh, for for every 10% of broadband uh, penetration, there is 1% of GDP growth attached to it. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. So. Once people realize that, you know, you need to start now so that 10 years from now you can laugh about it and say, hey, you remember when we thought that, you know, Wi-Fi was an option or that it was a... No, and it's not only Wi-Fi. It's the infrastructure that goes beyond, uh, that goes uh, with it. The One of the key things that uh, the Department of Technology is doing is uh, installing fiber broadband uh, capacity for the city. Uh, we we do not only monitor you know the um, you know the red boxes you know those uh, alarm for public safety we we install we maintain that copper network but we deploy uh, uh, fiber never fast enough not enough we want more always more and uh, and Mayor Lee is is all behind that is um, is uh, ask us to uh, to accelerate the uh, the deployment of fiber in the city and that is that is good for economic growth. It is good for startups. It is good for a social divide, digital inclusion, uh, and then any anybody, everybody, should want to have uh, connectivity as a as a as a right because uh, you know people that can't afford to have uh, uh, a, a cell phone plan to call, they can call family. With using uh, free Wi-Fi, uh, they can you know uh, look for a job. They can they 
they have access to something that would be difficult. So I think it's very, it's a very important and very very excited about that topic. Uh, so we we're going to do good here, and we can. That's one, by the way. That's one of the great source of uh, enthusiasm, not only the Department of Technology but across across the agencies. Everybody say this is a cool thing to do. We want to be part of that. And remember what I said before: when you can have people say, "Yeah, I want to be part of something bigger than me uh, to achieve something extraordinary." This is where you get teams that you know will work around the clock, not ask questions and just get it done just to say, hey, I was part of that. So wow. that, that's my answer to your uh, single question. Um, that is an Zala. unbelievable. I mean, oh, yeah. I, so I'm going to try to dissect that into multiple part response. We're talking about a mobile, a social, a cloud uh, champion who's customer focused and wants to work on a purpose that's bigger than themselves. Yeah, it doesn't sound <laughs> like government. I, you know, I like his power of uh, synthesis. This is good. You're hired. Okay. Come join us. I, I, I know this is a job interview. I, I haven't forgotten your offer to come to San Fran. So I want... <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it is pretty remarkable. So uh, what about cloud? Any thoughts on cloud? And I, Given that you're in San Francisco, we can probably guess the answer, but, but you have to, but we have to ask you to say it. Did, did you say cloud or did you say fog? Uh, <laughs> I thought I said actually both, because they're kind of similar, or maybe not. Well, so uh, I think that if you, if you had asked that question like uh, five years ago, you know, I could afford to say, well, I'm not sure about that. You know, it's probably like a, a Gartner hype or consulting stuff, and um, I think we're way past that. Um, the cloud strategy is not, uh, you know, uh, you know, do you have a cloud strategy? The real question is, what is it? Because you need to have a cloud strategy. Uh, is not something, and 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 that again is is true for any CIO anywhere. So you can have a uh, you can say that you want uh, infrastructure as a service, that you want platform as a service, that you want solution as a service, whatever works for you. You can have a private cloud, hybrid cloud, public cloud, but no matter what your preference is or your cycle of maturity, you need you need to do it. San Francisco, um, my, my my vision for uh, for the city is that the smart city must leverage the cloud solutions aggressively. And um, that is a, uh, personally, I think that I will be successful, or at least I will try to be successful, and I'll, I'll continue uh, with every uh, fiber of energy that I have to convince uh, my colleagues, my peers, and, um, and, and you know, partners, that we should, for the greater good of San Francisco, start marching faster toward um, cloud solutions. Whether it's, uh, you know, we already do that with the cloud for, uh, uh, for, for the mail. I think with it comes, you know, mobile device management. Uh, with it comes the uh, collaboration, which I think should also be clouded. Um, and then when you start tackling whether it's an ERP or a financial suite of some kind, information systems. Um, the big, the the big players are not ready for that. The the big companies, the the traditional ones, you know, the top three. I won't name names, but you know who I'm talking. Um, they're currently still uh, uh, advocating more uh, on-prem uh, solutions, but I think it's changing rapidly. And within a few years, you will have clouded uh, solutions. Uh, that is the same when you talk about, you know, people that have uh, switchboards, and you talk about voice over IP. Uh, in my opinion, ten years from now, you will not have any switchboard anywhere, other than in the cloud. You will have clouded solutions for voice over IP, saving money, uh, being fully redundant, and that's the way it should be. Wow. We, we have a number of questions, uh, Mark, that have come in from Twitter. 
So let me toss a few of these out to you, um, and you can respond to whichever ones you want. How about, here's, a, here's an interesting one. How is San Francisco preparing and positioning for the API economy? How is that? API, the API economy. Yes. You're talking the interface? Yes. Um, that's, you could go so anywhere on, on, on this. Uh, I, know, I, know what, I know what he or she means, but it's, it's really big. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you know what he or she means, because I'm not sure I do. Well, let's assume that I do. I'm, I'm not sure. For me, API is the, uh, is the universal interface that you use when you want to connect things. So right. when you talk to consultants, they go, um, yeah, the Internet of Things. What is that? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's, these are the, th you know, before it was human beings talking to the net. Well, pretty soon, we'll be a minority us poor human things uh, because the things will be sending more data to the net than we are. Maybe it's the case already, I'm not sure. Uh, so API becomes a very interesting problem, uh, especially in the smart city where things need to talk to the net for a reason. Right. Whether it's uh, to convey the information about the light, you know, in streets, or whether it's about the traffic in, uh, in, uh, you know, how many parking spots are available over there, right. or, uh, you know, the, the sensors and the information that you give. Now, how do you put that uh, available public information? Now we're going to go open gov or, um, right. how do you make this kind of data available so that companies can decide to create an app? for this or create a business around right. it or while well, it's happening it will continue to happen and the need to standardize that's always the key question when something right. new happens what's you remember Betamax and v VHS right. <laughs> same old same right. old right. so uh, you need to have uh, uh, API for me is a, is a standard that enables uh, you know a more fluid uh, circulation right. of information and I don't have the answer I just know that it's an important topic yeah, no. I, I think most of the companies that you partner with will have their own strategies, and as long as it's an open network principle, you'll have those integration points that you need. I, I, I suspect that the, the technology partners will help define that strategy based on their vision of integration. We have another question from Arsalan Khan, and he asks, do you have a chief enterprise architect, and if so, where does he or she sit in the organization yes I do oh, I do have a I do have a my uh, beloved trusted uh, uh, chief architect uh, my CTO his name is Flavio Agio um, he joined uh, a few months ago and he reports directly to me and uh, and he's usually the first person I talk to when I want to know okay uh, is that ready or how do you do? you know for me the architecture answers the fundamental questions with what do I do what when so with what do I do mail and when okay you so the standard could be you know nodes O365 on-prem exchange group wise whatever so you need to have a current situation declared standard and convergence convergence point so you've got a matrix and so your chief architect would say, okay, Mark, you do mail with that technology, that product, uh, now, and the project should be to converge to the standard. And the next standard apparently being worked is this, that's emerging technology, but don't worry about it for now. Okay. Then you go collaboration, telephony, uh, however you define your architecture, you have different frameworks, whether you use TOGAF or something else, you know, it's a, yeah, architecture does matter a lot. You cannot have a viable infrastructure without architecture being okay. Let's go back, uh, shift away from the questions from Twitter. We could go on for an hour uh, and thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, for sending questions and keep doing it using thank the you, hashtag uh, CXO talk. Yeah, voila, including you. Stop tweeting. We know it's you. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know, this is I. You know, you caught me. You know, Mark, if you'd like to be a guest every week, we have a spot. Uh, Mark could be a co-host. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, brilliant. 
So let's talk about something that is either uh, a great benefit and boon to organizations or is a plague upon the earth, depending on who you talk about with, which is uh, shadow IT. Bypassing departments, bypassing the formal IT channels. To what extent is there shadow IT within the city, and what are your thoughts about that? I don't think we have shadow IT in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, ooh. What? <laughs> really? No? No, in fact, uh, we have better <laughs> yeah, than that. I was going to say, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting that one. That's like saying you don't have clean water. I, I didn't you know, imagine that. You, you know, but don't even go there. We, we have the best water in the world, you know that. I know, I know. Uh, but, um, you know, that's uh, Hetch Hetchy Direct. Uh, Absolutely. Anyway, um, I'm not sure we need to have shadow IT because we have, uh, we have an IT department in every agency of San Francisco. So I wouldn't call that shadow IT. It is IT. Now, whether or not we do have IT on top of that, quite frankly, I've been here only five months. I didn't get to it yet. Um, so I think, no, I think that the challenge is much less shadow IT and much more bringing IT together on what we should be together on. Because if you are the director of IT for, uh, say, uh, the, the museum, and, uh, well, you've, you've got your specific needs, and if you don't need me, you don't need me. However, if, if I should be partnering with you on something in common, well, then that's what should happen. Um, and that's, that's the challenge at, at hand. And uh, some, some agencies uh, in San Francisco ha are more lucky than others. They have more resource or more IT people. or So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on that to discover what we have. We have a very rich community of, uh, of talent. And uh, all I know is that you know, the team is usually stronger than the sum of uh, individuals. So um, that's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, less about who reports to whom and more about you know, what are the individual contributors we can put together in the team. So I did not get, I did not get a problem with shadow IT for now. Mm -hmm. Maybe so it'll come. So it's, so it's an interesting point. So from your perspective, uh, shadow IT, in a sense, is, uh, is one aspect of, or can be, of collaboration and cooperation between IT and the various stakeholders and people in the departments yeah. and businesses. Yeah, for me, shadow IT would be, hey, look, we've decided that we would have clouded mail as quickly as we can. And then a, a department would say, uh, I'm, I'm going to buy another mail solution somewhere else. Uh, that would be uh, not logical for me. That would be counterproductive. That would be that would be my shadow IT, which in the mm -hmm. private sector would be somebody who's not even IT doing some IT work. You know, mm -hmm. I I don't think I don't think that's my num my number one problem is not shadow IT. My number one uh, challenge and opportunity is to convince uh, uh, my colleagues that uh, together we're stronger than uh, individually. That's it. So, so uh, given your collaborative nature and how uh, you know appears that you 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 have a social organization, uh, do you do do you do you uh, welcome um, organizations that may be doing things outside your purview to deliver IT services? Is there a way to gamify and actually celebrate folks that may be doing leading edge work outside of again the control of IT? to potentially learn from them? Uh, um, is, is that something that you, you practice or you, you would promote? Well, so I'll, I'll answer your last question then first. Sure. Um, or, or the one before that. Uh, is there a way to gamify the... Um, uh, yes, I think there is. Uh, when It's not like, hey, we're the Department of Technology, so when we say it, it's cool, and when you say it, it's not cool, uh, that doesn't work. So right. when there is something cool and smart that was born somewhere else, you know, we try to embrace it and promote it. Um, and then, of course, there's a friendly competition on, you know, uh, who's got cool idea that can be promoted. But I can tell you that there are 
there are agencies that started uh, before before uh, my department on uh, uh, trying to go in the right direction on uh, asset management, and we're trying to uh, to build around that. Um, somebody else is going to work on uh, you know a, uh, a particular web application to manage uh, licenses uh, and permits, and we're going to try to leverage that. Uh, we are pretty advanced on social media uh, in San Francisco, and um, in fact, the uh, Ron Vincent, my chief media, is the is the guy who had you know. Uh, grab that bull by the horn, and then uh, he managed to get on the back, and then uh, he's, he's still on it now. I'm amazed, but uh, he's uh, he has been lobbying, educating, uh, you know, and then onboarding uh, the different agencies on what is social media, what can it do for you, what should you do about it, what are the organizational uh, uh, impacts of it, and yes, he did find two or three different standards. Um, in the city, rather than saying "boo, bad," we don't do that. We say, "Look, it's pretty awesome that you're sensitive uh, on the topic already." But look, have you considered this? And then we're doing that. And by the way, we have a corporate license, so it won't cost anything to you. We we own it, um, and people are like, "Oh, wow, this is cool," and they want they want more. So That's now cool. his problem pretty soon is going to be okay. He's got bandwidth, and then he'll come to. Me probably for more money, right, Ron? So, but uh, that's a good that's a good problem to have. That's a good problem. That's to good. Have. You know, it's very much like what Kim Stevenson. We talked to Kim Stevenson, who's the CIO at Intel. A small company. She, yeah. Yes. Yeah, a small exactly. company. Yeah, only only seven thousand people in our IT department, <laughs> and uh, and uh, she very much um, I wouldn't say embraces shadow IT, but she wants to learn from shadow IT. She she wants to determine if there's a way to harmonize. Uh, with, uh, with with a different uh, you know there are, there are two ways to look at it it's either you have uh, something is born from mm. let's call that shadow IT for now uh, because you're not doing what you're supposed to do that's exactly right that's exactly so, what you said. so it could be a wake up call or it could be hey brag about it trigger me and let's see if we can work together on making it even better that's right exactly. so don't try don't try to kill it try try to understand how it fits in your architecture going back to the Enterprise architecture landscape. If you don't have one, then you know it's like chaos, right? Um, yeah. So there's a difference between innovation, that rebel innovation, which is good. Right. Uh, there's a difference between that and an established destination where you are doing the right thing, and there's it, it, and it is counterproductive to deviate. That's that's more of a problem. But usually, when it's innovation, of course, you should embrace it. This is. This is when uh, you know people will get frustrated if you don't. Yeah, but, but you know, it's 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 one thing to talk about that in kind of abstract, and the way you're you describe it, the way Kim describes it, is the need to recognize is there a gap, and is and shadow IT is therefore filling that gap. But I think many CIOs find this a, a very difficult. And challenging topic, and they feel threatened by shadow IT. So, any advice for CIOs who have that attitude, where it's difficult to innovate, it's difficult to embrace, and any any thoughts? What what can CIOs in that position do? Yeah, it's a it's a very classic question, which is always relevant, by the way. Um, and Thank my, you, by the way. I appreciate you saying my questions are relevant. Yeah, I was about to no, add, you know, unlike, you know, Fala's question, but, okay. Thank you for that. Um, uh, I think one of you asked me about my, uh, my chief architect, and I'll tell you. The number one smart thing you can do to tackle, uh, and I, I'm not even comfortable calling that shadow IT, but to tackle things that pop that you did not expect is to have the architecture vision is to have an enterprise architecture landscape so that you can say, oh, but that actually, you know, on our landscape, it's, you know, you can be green, you know, uh, orange, red. Well, here, we're not either green or orange, red. We're blank. We don't know. We don't know what that is. We don't know what it does. But we know it fits somewhere around here. So if you don't have a, an architecture framework, get one. We're busy doing that now because, you know, um, that's how you understand the role of 
you know, what is that technology? Is it a new technology? Is it an existing technology that created something? And where does it play? And what should it interact with? You know, for example, if you take social media, you know, you, you, talk, to a, you talk to a classic uh, CIO would say, yeah, social media, okay, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, blah. Yeah, but are you doing any listening? What, what, what's that? Oh, because my, oh, yeah, my shadow IT is doing some stuff like that. Well, you should get on it because it shouldn't be only your shadow IT doing this. You should be listening and you should have an engine to do that and it fits in here. Oh, okay. Uh, Ten years ago on your architecture roadmap you had collaboration. You didn't have social media. Well, now you do. And it's not a bubble. It's a real thing. It's here to stay. So what are you going to do about it? So it, it influences your strategy. I mean, it's going to help you defend your brand. It's going to help you secure customers. It's going to help you understand your citizens, whatever. But it could vary how popped uh, in, um, in Shadow IT. And you should be grateful that it did pop. I love that attitude. You know, we're just about out of time, but we have to talk about startups before we're done. So uh, you live in the land of startups, and my apologies to Boston, where I live. Uh, San Francisco is the land of startups these days. Sorry about that, guys. We're, we're number two. We're close. We are, we're, yeah, well, let's claim number two. We'll claim number we're gonna, two. We're going to claim number two. <laughs> Not only that, we're going to claim a top number two, which makes us number one. There goes any chance of right? us getting the CIO of Boston to join. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but having, having said that, um, do you work with startups? And oh, yeah. if a startup wants to work with the city, what should they do and what do you look for? How do you filter out who you work for with, in terms of startups? Um, time, uh, priority. If you haven't prioritized your, uh, your architecture problems, uh, you're, you're going to get pulled in all directions. So uh, I can tell you that uh, yesterday I got engaged um, uh, by a startup who says, hey, uh, we have something on, uh, you know, on social media that, uh, that you might be interested in because uh, you, you're familiar with Sunshine? Sunshine, the no. product? No. No, not the product. Sunshine. The, Sunshine. Uh, no, not the weather either. Um, <laughs> the uh, Sunshine in, in California is like citi every citizen is entitled to... Um, uh, to have information about something that we, we, we're doing. And there's a product that allows to, uh, uh, to address that problem uh, on social media platform. And that's a product created by a startup. And uh, so uh, my staff is looking at, well, is that a strong player? Uh, does it answer the question properly? So to answer your question, uh, yes, we, uh, we, we like to discuss this problem with startup. Another startup asked us on identity management. They want to replace, you know, the uh, my badge, uh, replace, uh, you know, the classic badge by a, a uh, you know, that that sh that should be your badge. Wow. Uh, wh wherever you don't need a visual badge, like at the airport, this this I, sh I should be able to have all my entrance with this. That's a startup, and we're we're looking at, you know, whether or not we can leverage that. That's innovation. That's that startup, obviously, and then. It actually fills a need that we have now, hmm. given all the uh, buildings that we have. And uh, if any chief security officer will tell you, oh, yeah, I wish I had that. But uh, uh, we're, we are helping startups by, uh, by extracting information from the, uh, you know, the mass of data available to us. And when we put this data available out there, um, then startups say, hey, we can leverage that. Are you going? Are you committed to that data? Yes, we are. Then they know they can have a viable, you know, app system. Or they might say, "Hey, look, there's a gap. We need that kind of data. And if you only you could put this data out, then we'd like to do something around this. You know, like we did, for example, for uh, you know the uh, next bus or uh, parking or uh, and it's this is a new idea every week, right? So. Uh, we're uh, the, uh, the Muni information system. So we, we try to stimulate that, encourage that, and we are, we're now in the process of hiring a, a, a chief uh, data officer that should help bring even more focus on uh, what kind of uh, information are we looking for and how do we put it out. And yes, there is the API issue. Um, so we're, 
we're intrigued and encouraged by what we have seen so far. Fantastic. Well, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Unbelievable. Um, you know, I just tweeted that my summary of today's show, it's about innovation. Really is. Right? Innovation. Really is. Unbelievable. Innovation, integration, imagination, intelligence, all the eyes you can think of. And I hope the viewers know that the CIO of City of San Francisco and his team are looking to hire 40 technologists to help, you know, improve the user experience of all the citizens of San Francisco, and that's to a begin with. And I tell I, I tell you that uh, I, I hope you realize that when I say that, uh, whether it's on the uh, deploying more fiber or uh, hiring people, uh, it starts by having a great mayor who understands the vision, who's Absolutely. a uh, you know that uh, um, our mayor is actually the uh, the chairman of the innovation uh, task force, and you know he belongs to the uh, you know the the, uh, the task force of innovation for the uh, the, the mayor's coalition, and uh, he's got he's got the vision. He cares about the right thing, and uh, it's uh, it's um, it's always refreshing when I meet with him. That uh, uh, he's got great sense of humor, and he, he's he's pushing me uh, to continue in the right direction. So uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep advancing the city like that. That's well, fantastic. this has been wonderful. Thank you, uh, Mark. We've been talking with Mark Tuatu, who is the CIO for the city of San Francisco. And, uh, and it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was really our pleasure. We, we look forward to meeting you in person in a few weeks. Thank you, sir. And, you know, we should get Salesforce.com to have the three of us do a panel that extends this conversation. I would love that. You're on. <laughs> so salesforce.com, if you're out there listening or folks listening, tweet to Salesforce, say, get these guys on a panel together because I think that would be a lot of fun. And I promise my questions will get shorter. Yeah, that... Now we, we don't believe you one second, but that's know, okay. We love you anyway. Right. We, are, we, are, we have now entered the realm of empty promises. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, it is a distinct pleasure. Uh, we've been talking again with Mark Tuitu, who is the CIO for the City of San Francisco. Mark, it has been wonderful talking with you, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, sir. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.